Welcome to Saucer Cinema, the podcast about UFOs, aliens, and otherworldly phenomena in film, TV, and other media. I'm your host, Alex. On this episode, I talk with Eleanor Russell about Venom from 2018, starring Tom Hardy and directed by Ruben Fleischer. Hello, everybody. Uh, today I have Dr. Eleanor Russell on the podcast <laughs> um, to talk about Venom from 2018. Um, hi, Eleanor. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I, uh, I've i seldom invoked the doctor moniker, uh, but, you know, unless I'm trying to pull rank <laughs> or uh, just, you know, so I can maybe put this on my CV. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I uh, I come to this as just a, a serious, committed fan of the film Venom and its performances and everything about it. I think it's super underrated. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, it was like one of those movies I did not expect to care about or like. I just went to see it to kill time and I ended yeah. up really loving it. And uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a diamond in the rough. I don't really... I don't know why it's not. I was looking at like Rotten Tomatoes earlier and like some of the like the reviews are kind of all over the place. Most people seem to be pretty middling about it. They're just like, oh, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I'm like, what do you mean what it was? What it is, which is great. Like I enjoyed (laughs) Like I don't (laughs) I don't understand the like I really don't understand the lukewarm reception to it because it it kind of seems it's so like it's so formal, like it's so formalized and like um as an origin story you know in so many ways that's like it seems like the kind of thing that people would be either really hot for or really cold for and the the lukewarm reaction puzzles me yeah um i don't know either because i remember when before this came out people were really gunning for it to to do badly i don't yeah can you tell me why i'm actually not very into comic book movies in general i don't really know that much about them but okay well i don't know but but i'm familiar with that world i mean i I don't know the world yeah (laughs) yeah I, I, i i for the life of me really couldn't I couldn't honestly get it. Like, it's probably has to do with uh, people really being into the Marvel thing, and this being just sort of like a uh, cast off of that. I guess originating as a Spider-Man character, but not having Spider-Man in it. You know, I think maybe that. Yeah. I guess, but uh, I don't really know. The world of like fan stuff is just not something I really like to even yeah. engage with these days. Like, it's just so annoying. Um, same I think especially when it comes to like evaluating a work um, if the sole position it seems like most people take at this point is just like well what is fandom as like the first and only like position or worth evaluating a piece of work from and I'm like it's okay to not be a fan of something and have I or like like be really deep in the lore of something and like enjoy it or have opinions about it in fact sometimes it's actually more useful and more interesting to and reveals aspects about the work of art that you wouldn't see otherwise if you weren't like obsessed with like if you weren't like going to spider-man furry conventions I don't know is that's probably not a thing but yeah (laughs) yeah, uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, if you were, you know, like there's a way in which you can sort of come to it as a mode of abstraction almost, and it sort of becomes more enjoyable uh, yeah, I mean, or more interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I came to it like knowing, I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, I read comic books just because my mom bought them for me and I would, and I'd look mm-hmm. at the pictures like, you know, and I, that's it basically. And then, but, uh, when these movies started being like made, uh, like, I guess, was it, I guess it really starts with that first X-Men movie way back in 2000. Yeah. The Brian Singer movie. And then like that, that's, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. Oh, <laughs> Roddy Dangerfield. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's kind of kicked off the modern era of superhero stuff. And this honestly kind of feels a little bit like a 90s superhero movie in a lot of ways. It's so, I think because it's kind of smart. <laughs> it's smart, but also doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Uh, which is to me this, you know, like the sweet spot. Oh, you know what I wonder actually about Venom uh, and people being reluctant to be into it because it's like it's a Spider-Man character without Spider-Man is, is it because the, um, the Eddie Brock, uh, what was that guy? Topher Grace role from the Tobey Maguire movies was, no, that can't be true because people don't actually, if people gave a shit about that stuff, they wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't go see the Andrew Garfield movies. You know, they, I don't, that can't be it. I don't know. I could not understand the the mind of a modern fanboy fangirl person because like i i mean i was i was slightly hesitant to do this movie but i because i didn't want to i don't want to do too much franchise stuff on this podcast because it's mostly i'm trying to go after more interesting obscurities or or one-offs or anything but this this is a this is a unique movie it is and you know what actually just one more thing before we get to the unique part of it i like to imagine that there's one person who's just like a huge topher grace fan (laughs) and like was just like i can't watch tom hardy in this topher grace role like as a a tofarian or whatever they call themselves like like they're like this is just like you besmirch the name of topher grace as we try to take over this iconic role that he originated i don't know i like to imagine that there's someone out there and that i would i was like okay i would respect that but yeah but yeah other than yeah it seems a little bizarre to me that it isn't a huge fan yeah it is a unique film though uh let's yeah what do we think are the unique qualities of it? Well, I mean, I, I think for one thing, the movie really revolves. I mean, the movie kind of sort of lives and dies based on Tom Hardy being yes. the guy playing Venom. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think this movie would have worked without him in the role. I don't think any other actor could have done it. That way, I also, anyway. well, it's a kind of like highfalutin cast. It's the triumvirate of of Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Riz Ahmed. Yeah, like it's very. I mean, I guess there are a lot of British actors in the Marvel stuff, but like it's like very like those are highbrow names, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also highbrow names that do comedy. Like uh, Tom Hardy is really funny in um, Peaky Blinders. Uh, is Michelle Williams funny? I don't know, but she's great. Yeah, uh, Riz she's Ahmed actress, yeah. can and be then, funny. Like it's yeah. it's a it's an interesting like really talented highbrow like Shakespearean like actors who can also and like you know Oscar actors who can also do weirdness. Yeah. Although I guess you see those in other Marvel movies too, like Nicole Kidman and like yeah. Aquaman, which is also a great movie in my opinion. Yeah, that's <laughs> honestly one of the only other superhero movies <laughs> yeah. I really really caught into. Also, yeah, for the same I think reason. the. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's the same exact reason because it's similarly silly, but also like, the, it's really just about performances. It's really yeah. just the performances that were great. Yeah. 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 Well, I, Aquaman has some cool visual stuff too. It looks, it looks, That's it looks true. It, it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. It's also, I will say though that Aquaman, unlike Venom, and I think this is also a strength of Venom, 
it uh aquaman is entirely too long all of those movies are so fucking long venom is according i i, I didn't even know hours. i was a sweet 112 minutes that is yes. yeah john warner says that the perfect move the perfect movie length no movie has any business being longer than 90 minutes Pretty much. He says this. This is his like commitment. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like 90 yeah. minutes. And I kind of believe this like 90% of the time, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, uh, certainly yeah. when it comes to this kind of movie, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I just remember when, when it was like, what? What those? When did that first Transformers movie come out? Like when these big blockbusters started like regularly being like two and a half hours. Like, <sighs> And that's just the norm now. And it's like we... Yeah, what what and what inaugurated that? Like, what made that a thing? The like long ass movie. I remember when Waterworld came out, and everyone was like, "This movie's too long." <laughs> and now it's like there's a, a Waterworld every summer. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I you know, it's probably just one of those things that just gradually happened. But yeah, Venom definitely hits that nice sweet spot. It, it's in. It comes in and out, and it doesn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like it doesn't leave that like oh god. I was enjoying that for a little while, but then ugh, it's like that. It's like a Thanksgiving meal. Like a really, you know, like a lot of those movies are like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. a lot of real starchy, uh, yeah, high calorie foods, and you're feeling yeah. <laughs> you just want to go to you just want to go home and just go to sleep and just not you not think about it for a few hours afterwards. You know, <laughs> for sure. In terms of structure, though. As I recall, I feel like Venom does, though, they, I mean, it, it does have the thing that a lot of Marvel movies have that um, I'm very critical of, where it does, the third act is just, Andre always talks, my husband Andre always talks about this, uh, uh, it's just like a really long action sequence, it's like, right. and then everyone fights, and like the thing in Marvel movies, uh, although Venom doesn't do this, and this is a, a, a thing that has to do with its, his alien quality, right, mm-hmm. is that um, he doesn't do the thing like they do in like WandaVision or in the Marvel movies where it's just like everyone's just like, oh, like clenching their fists and like being powerful, you know, and they're like, that, that's because that's acting, I guess, in Marvel movies. It's just like, all oh, right, I'm going to use my powers to combat this bad guy. And it just everyone looks like they're, you know, trying to hold in a fart for like, yeah. a while. <laughs> but Venom doesn't do that because oh. he is an alien and doesn't behave like human beings do uh, when they're trying to concentrate really hard. So that's also a thing that I think is makes this movie different from the other ones and more refreshing to the palette is that he's 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 not a, he's not your regular superhero. No, <laughs> he's not such a grandma superhero. Yeah, he's not your yeah he's he's because he's a fuck he's an alien you know he's been taken over by a, an alien like he's yeah so that's an i think that's a key factor that i just realized in blabbling about it yeah yeah babbling useful <laughs> this podcast is all about babbling so. <laughs> mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah I, I, definitely that is one of the, the fun things about this is like it has a lot of fun with the 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 fact that this is like an alien organism whose desires and interests are at odds with Eddie Brock's. Well, it's not the first. It's not the. Well, it is. I think actually, technically, it's. Did that come before? Did you see the James McAvoy movie, the Shy Mullen movie? Um, da, 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 Split. Did you see Split? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was. Was that 2017? I think that was before Venom. Yeah, I think that was a little bit before. It might have been the same. Okay, year, but they're very close to each other, and I. Th- and that's also a thing where it's a superhero type thing, uh, where the premise is that he's battling these multiple personae, right? Yeah. Um. But the thing that's different between Split and Venom is in Split, he's um, 
it's acting Olympics because it's all these different persona, like, and he has to embody all of them and they're all in quick succession. It's, it's, you know, it's extraordinary. It's, you know, there's a reason actors love those kind. They love like Sybil, like they love like multiple personality type roles. But the thing with Venom is it, yeah, it is his Tom Hardy's, like Venom is Tom Hardy's voice that's been modulated, obviously, like heavily. Uh, but it's not quite the acting Olympics that Split is. It's a, it's in which I think in a sort of formal way presents uh, this battle between his humanity and um, the way his humanity is being tarnished and reorganized by technology, or which is to say by this originless tech or like this technology that is not from this world it's like it's he's being colonized right which is a very typical 50s kind of alien story right, right there's something yeah. kind of old-fashioned about that um so it's not it doesn't have the sort of exciting kinetic virtuosity of split in that way but it's its own interesting thing it's not it's not acting olympics it's like doing something else no no it, in the movie itself Tom hardy just feels like he's on a different wavelength than all the other actors Right, but not in a not in a in this movie. It makes sense that it's like I hate it actually in things like I call it Malkoviching, where um, oh, yeah. an actor is in a movie and they are acting like they're an entirely different movie than the other actors in the movie, and it's just like stop stop Malkoviching. Like it's just it bothers me. But I feel like in this movie it makes sense for him to be in a different wavelength than the other people because he literally is being <laughs> colonized by an alien. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it makes sense. It makes total sense yeah. that he would be on a different wave. Yeah, yeah. Hardy Hardy's interesting because like he's he's um handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it seems relevant. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's young guys. Sure. Um, I wouldn't call him a Malkovichy type actor, like you were saying, like because I don't. No, he's not a Malkovichy type actor. No. That's my point. But, Sorry, but, that's but, what is yeah. He's working with the movie, not against it. Like, yeah or the and uh like i just well i remember like bane in in batman yeah. he was really good in that and i'd like and, and i don't know he was like the only thing i really liked about that movie <laughs> yeah think. especially in yeah yeah i agree with you yeah um he just, he just has this he's having fun you could just tell he's having fun i think that's and you can't even you can't even see him in that movie no. I mean, he's got right behind the the whole time. Uh, and I think it's also useful. It's also perhaps interesting to think about maybe Bane in Dark Knight Rises and Venom as kind of parallels in a sense, because, um, uh, you know, here's this like handsome Hollywood actor and you can't like see his face like, the, yeah. like for most of the film, you know, not most of a lot of the film. So that's also worth interrogating, I think, maybe like what's going on there. Like what kind of actor does stuff like that? Um, yeah. The, an example of that I would see is, do you remember that movie? Oh, what was that movie with, um, oh God, the Michael Fast, uh, is it Michael Fassbender? It is Michael Fassbender. Uh, when he was in uh, that movie where he was like a puppet or something, the whole movie. A puppet? No. Um... It was this movie. It was like kind of a tweet, like, um, oh, 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 see was, Mumble he wearing, was kind he wearing of... a mask? Yeah, it was like a mask, Bob but it looked like to me like. Something. Someone's name. Like Bob. Greg, it's like, yeah, it's one of those kinds of names. Yeah. Jamie, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, and uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting when people do that, where like they make these actors will make their entire like their movie stars. You want to see their faces, and then they'll just like turn around and be like, actually, uh, I'm gonna have my face not be in this movie the entire time. And I, I, I find stuff like that really interesting, and I find it interesting also that men are perhaps able to do it more often than women are. Um, uh, I guess with the exception of, like, I guess the only thing I can think of where a woman is just, like, her body or face is, is her, right? 
Oh, and the yeah, whole premise, yeah. and but that's like they literally make that the whole like yeah socio political message yeah. of the film. It's like you can't see Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't see her. She's but she's there, you know. I actually, I actually, my problem with that movie is not Joaquin Phoenix though. I think he's actually quite good. Um, it's just I hate. I was like, I don't want to spend time with these people, and it's just it, it telegraphs everything so much. It's like, oh, he's a greeting card writer. Oh, but so he's dealing with like. He's artif- manufacturing artificial emotions. It's just so like, I don't know. I like to read between the lines a little bit, you know? Yeah. If you gave the two of us like 20 minutes and be like, okay, wrang- wrangle every single I- interesting part of her, we could probably come up with something. But, you know, for now, let's let's trash it and move on to Venom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom Hardy, yeah, definitely a big reason why this movie works. I'm trying to think of like some formal comments to make. I mean, it's... Well, it does it. I think the thing that maybe sort of distinguishes it on a visual level from the other Marvel movies is that it um, oh, yeah. is because it doesn't look like all the other Marvel movies or like, I don't know. I'm trying to think like what the Marvel movies look like in comparison to Venom, like cinematography wise, cinematographically. Well, the, the, Marvel, um, the Marvel movies always have that very flat washed out kind of look to them. They're also, are they, they're mostly directed. Wait, are, who directs? There's there are different people direct them, right? Cause there's the Ragnarok one, which is the only good one. And then there's yeah. like uh, Iron Man, Iron Man movies are directed by uh, John Favreau. Favreau. And yeah. then, yeah. So they're all different guys. I guess I would compare it to like the only like franchise where it has like a really, that has like a consistent visual aesthetic. That's the same all the time is the Michael Bay transformer movies where everything's like super blown out. And I was watching that. those actually pretty recently. And I was like, wow, these movies look, great they look the same every time like they, they it's really a unified aesthetic they look great and i just am bored to tears but yeah yeah, yeah but venom i don't know who, who did the cinematography for venom let's find out dean semler that sounds like a real person's name and not an alien's name uh they are uh they did um mad max beyond thunder oh my god they did they did cocktail I love Cocktail. Cocktail is also a film with an excellent underrated political message. Oh, he did Cocktail. Oh, yeah. Really? I would like to hear about that. Uh, so I have a personal connection to Cocktail because my parents, my mother, um, she bought the soundtrack when it came out. And so we, that's what we played on every single car trip. I know that soundtrack inside it. Wait, what is the soundtrack again? It is like, it's like, it's got Kokomo by the Beach Boys on it. Oh, yeah. It's got... Uh, I prefer got, the Muppets. Oh, yeah. It's got, yeah, it's got John Mellencamp. It's got it's got a bunch of stuff on it. I mean, it's 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 a very late eighties soundtrack. It's just, yeah, it's just, it just, I know it by heart just because we played it on so many. Oh, movies. that's so. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see the movie until like about ten years ago. It's great. It has it's I it has a very gutting ending in my opinion. I find it like really sad and like upsetting. Yeah. yeah. To actually bring us back on a little loop, uh, I will say that Dean Sumler uh, worked on, he was a cinematographer for Waterworld. So oh. Eleanor is a psychic. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, though, okay. So what do we, no, but we're trying, I don't think we are getting sidetracked because we're trying to figure out what Venom looks like. I guess I would say like nat- use, of, use of natural light in the natural environment. When in the case of Venom is maybe meant to sort of highlight the sense of alterity or alienness of his character i don't know possibly hey, look I, don't, I, I have a phd <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. yeah oh also just because i feel like someone who listens to this will get upset if we don't even mention this uh uh he dean semler won won the academy award for cinematography for dances with wolves oh, so just feel oh, like oh. that's yeah <laughs> yeah 
All right. There we go. Sorry. I just feel like someone's going to be like, um, and dances with wolves. Uh, so yeah, with Venom, I, yeah, it is a, it's, so it's sort of a different kind of more earthy aesthetic than, uh, other movies of its particular genre. Yeah. It just reminds me of a nineties movie. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not, um, it does want to establish a franchise, but that is not what the plot is. It's just, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, um, yeah. It doesn't get bogged down with that stuff. It's just pretty much focused on this little little story about this guy with an alien. Yeah, you know, I, I have a friend, uh, my friend Molly McCardle. Uh, she has this opinion that I, I think I agree with. I, I didn't agree with her over t- initially, but I have over time. Mm-hmm. She says that the best book or movie in any series is always going to be the first one because it's the one, no, necessarily because it's the one where you're establishing the world and that's the thing the reader or the viewer falls in love with. Right. And I was like, oh, no, but that's not true. I love the fourth Harry Potter book because it's or no, I love the actually I like the fifth at the time. I don't know. I go back and forth, whatever. Harry Potter's dead to us. Um, <laughs> uh, whereas like and I, I was like, no, but then I was like, no, you know what? She's right, because there it is. If, if the thing that you love about a franchise or a series is you love the community and world in which it inhabits and brings to your life, then that's nothing where that's going to be more to the fore than the first one. So I think with this, yeah, it's like you're saying, like it is trying, it's not not, it's not not trying to establish a franchise, right? But it is because it's its world building, it's its own thing. And I think also when you're doing world building stuff, you get to do more world building stuff, which is to say you're not necessarily married to constantly narrowing, like establishing plot constantly. Like you can be silly with it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's about establishing the characters. So maybe I've been troubled by this phrase that I introduced, which is not taking itself too seriously. And I'm like, okay, Eleanor, what do you mean by that? I think that is what I mean by that is that it's not, it's not when I say seriously, I'm just saying the seriousness is the plot and our obsession with with building up this concrete plot where there's a big action sequence at the end and everyone's like, oh, um, and everyone's, you know, pretending, you know, holding in farts. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's about really building the character and seeing them and living with them a little bit. And I love the stuff in his like shitty apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to really have that in that movie. And that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. He's um like the, the, the cliche about Marvel superheroes is that. Oh, they were so more relatable yeah. than DC characters or whatever. But I think I really do relate to this guy because he yeah. loves yeah. tater tots. He treats his body like <laughs> shit. He- he's a dirt bag. No, I was like, he's a dirt bag, which I love. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I don't find Marvel characters relatable. Maybe this is something about you. And maybe this is more about us, though. Because yeah. I'm like, I find Batman way more relatable. Batman's yeah. a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's something I need to look within about myself. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is. But no, yeah, I think he's he's such a dirtbag piece of shit. And he's not. Um, there's not that Whedon-esque dialogue that makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The quippiness is pretty minimal in this, and it's usually yeah. and usually when it happens, it's pretty actually pretty funny because it's like, yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm fine with quips; impact. they just have to be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with quips. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. that just happened. Oh, you know that kind of. Thing. <laughs> uh, wait, what's the thing like? Um, uh, that was awkward. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's not there's not much of that which i like and mm. and and, uh, and hardy is like definitely kind of a wormy i uh, not wormy um not wormy squirmy i don't know oh he, yeah he's got a uh, restless to him yeah like that's yeah. part of what the character is like he's got the he's like and um it's, it's like even reflected in that 
accent, which I don't know yeah. what's going on with that. I but, love it. I no, love it, it's cool because he's I such a freak. It, though, yeah, he's such a freak. Like that's the point. Is like it makes all the things that would be a, a, a problem in the performance because of who the character is work. So like Hardy, who's like not great at the San Francisco, California, like dialogue uh, can make it work. Cause he's a, he's a weirdo. He talks weird. Um, right. it, I, that's great. Um, and yeah, I like your point about him being squirmy because it's like, that always bothered me about um, like Iron Man is he's in the goddamn suit. So you're just looking, I mean, you can look at his face and they take advantage of that all the time. You're constantly looking at RDJ's face and he's like, yeah. you know, calculating and like beautiful minding and like being busy. Yeah. He's not so loaded down with tech that you can't really see them act. So that's another thing that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. yeah. I mean, and um, uh, this is my ADHD. Yeah, no, we, we both have ADHD. That's yeah. why I think this is going so well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For real, <laughs> that's why we can relate. Like, yeah. all, like I think Eddie Brock definitely has that quality too. He has that. Well, the squirminess, yeah, the restlessness. He, you know? Yeah, yeah. So as we start the movie, the cr- spaceship crash ships in the in the first few minutes, and there's like an alien on. Okay, there we go. And yeah. we go. <laughs> we go. <laughs> that's all you need to know over that. And then, so there's and and Riz Ahmed is the head of uh, this. Uh, he's like basically Elon Musk esque kind of character. Which, yeah, which I really yeah. kind of liked because it's like he's the bad guy. He's yeah. like a real piece of shit. I enjoyed that. Like, yeah, well, he's like a conglomeration of Elon Musk and like Bezos and like all those guys, oh, yeah, right? All those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit of all of them. But um, so he's got like this company called the Life Foundation, um, mm-hmm. which, is which is so like. What a sinister slash seemingly innocuous name, yeah. you know? The Life Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be a comic book thing. But <laughs> no, it's good to know. Um, but uh, yeah, so Tom Hardy is a, like a, I guess he's kind of supposed to be like, kind of like a, it's not quite like a vice guy or something, but it's like one of those investigative guys, but they're like... Yeah. Oh, like a, I don't know, he's like like gawker <laughs> no he doesn't work for gawker no. <laughs> um what is he i don't know he's just like a freelance guy right well yeah he seems to have like a successful show on on the internet or something his uh his partner is um michelle williams um yes it's very cute and uh <laughs> very and honestly she does she does well with what limited amount of stuff she's getting yeah this. yeah but, you know i mean I, well, I mean, it's because it's like a lot of these movies, they have a, a love interest or something, but, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're there to either, you know, I, I mean, I guess like Gwyneth Paltrow has more to do in those movies. I was just thinking, but I was like, I like spending time with Michelle Williams in Venom more than I do Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But also well, I just don't care about goop. those characters. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of goop, oh my God, Michelle Williams taking goop back <laughs> by yeah. being in Venom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, yes. <laughs> Uh, um, but uh yeah so so and um he is uh basically on the verge of getting fired by his boss um because there's been like yeah he's been looking into what like homeless deaths around the city yes yeah yeah which is a very okay that's okay that's our first san francisco like okay this is a, a this is a movie about san francisco yeah like it does because I was like, how San Francisco of a movie is this? Like, is this McTeague? Like, what is this? And I, I think it's, uh, I think it is, um, uh, it, it dances with it. It, right. it goes in and out of being a San Francisco movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is it the room like level San Francisco movie? Not quite, but <laughs> yeah. That movie is firmly planted in outer space and San Francisco. <laughs> Maybe the symbiote planet is where uh, Wizzo comes from. Yeah. So he's in trouble. He's in trouble with uh, his boss because he's been investigating some uh, murders of homeless people. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So he's, he, you know, he's, he's on the verge of getting fired because he's been you know, right, uh, poking around where he wasn't supposed to be poking around. So, and, um, meanwhile, uh, Riz Ahmed is literally, uh, starting to experiment on, uh, these homeless, these homeless people with the symbiotes from the, from the spaceship crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Jenny Slate, uh, <gasps> She's great in this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just, I mean, th- like you said, it's like they got they got a lot of really good, yeah. good people to fill in these roles, even if they're like kind of minor roles. Yeah, it's like still- Jenny Slate didn't have to say. Well, I guess she did have to say yes because it's a it's a it's a superhero paycheck, so it's not right. actually like slumping. But yeah, no, they all had to say yes to it. That's never mind. Forgot I said that. <laughs> yeah, but, it's a lot of money. <laughs> but, but yeah, but exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, but mm-hmm. it's like it's it's like they fill it in with with lot like people that you yeah. know and. Or people that are you know memorable and, and it, it gives it a bit more more character than I think it would have gotten. And, and, and yeah. Um. So uh, and she sends a, uh, an email to Michelle Williams, who is a lawyer of some kind, and um, mm-hmm. and Eddie is frustrated, and he l- looks on this um, email. Um, while uh, Michelle Williams is asleep, and hacks into well, hacks. <laughs> he, he just logs onto her computer. Sorry, I don't know why I said hack. <laughs> um, that's actually another thing I do like about Eddie. Like a lot of these other characters, these Marvel characters are like experts in something. You know, they're like yeah. super super scientists yeah. or super this or that. You know, and then they become a superhero. <laughs> he's just a schlubby reporter. He, he's just like a shitty. He's just a shitty journalist. Like anybody can. I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I'm going to use the word besmirch again, apparently. Besmirch the journalist journalism profession. But I know a lot of really shitty, hacky journalists. Like, it's, you know, stars are just like us. It's great. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They, even they can become <laughs> ultra powerful and be colonized by Parasite. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> that, is like the, that is like the fun part of it. He really is. I wouldn't say he's the everyman because he because he's but he's like, like he, he's not the everyman because he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but he's a, but he's got a, he's relatable in the sense that he's a failure. I mean, he's he's yeah. a screw up, you know, for sure. But another thing about Venom that we sort of gestured to with the squirminess is, you know, clearly a neurodivergent icon. Yes, um, and should be respected as such. I think that's one thing we can do to sort of elevate his voice um, <laughs> uh, with this podcast. Yeah. Okay, that scene with um in the bodega and is like it's like um buster keaton or something it's great like and he's trying to like just you know go about his business but he's just like oh that's great that is okay that part is that part is amazing that's like some that is some acting olympics there yeah but jenny slate reaches out because she's working for um for Riz Ahmed, and she's like, but I'm against his his means yeah yeah yeah, i'm against this (laughs) but eddie is told to go and uh, talk to by his boss to go interview Riz Ahmed and basically just do a puff piece or something. Uh, but of course, he he armed with this knowledge he got from the email, uh, you know, tries to gotcha um, 
Colton Drake, I think, is the character's name. Yeah. Uh, Carlton Drake. Carlton, Carlton Drake. Drake, which is just, okay, we're two hotels now. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's the heir of two hotel fortunes, and that's why his name is Carlton yeah. Drake. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so, uh, and of course, you know, he's thrown. He's once he starts bringing up those those questions, he's he's like about the miss the missing homeless people. He's thrown out, and um, he gets of course uh, in trouble with everybody, um, and uh, he's thrown out of Michelle Williams' apartment. Uh, they they break up, and this sets the stage for the, the the meat of the movie. One of the alien one of the alien symbiote things from the spaceship crash at the beginning of the movie is making its way across Malaysia. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like a few months later, Eddie is, you know, he's down his luck living in a shittier apartment and uh, out of work and just looking for stuff to do and he is approached, I think by Jenny Slate at one point and she tells him about the experiments they're doing with the symbiotes on the homeless people and then you know he's like nah i don't want to go back into that but yeah out of desperation he's like oh, i guess i need to do something yeah and he goes back more not so much like this is important to his dirtbag status he goes back not so much for like the moral rectitude of you know investigating the deaths of homeless people because he's just like hard up for cash yeah and much. that's great love yeah. that he's <laughs> yeah. yeah he's literally like he's like he's like looking over the the uh all right i'm broke i guess i'll do the right thing you know yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but he's like literally on the golden gate bridge when he's doing it like he's like, yeah, enjoying yeah. It. oh yeah oh another san francisco moment iconic yeah. yeah using oh that's also maybe that could be like lean back to the cinematography or like choice of locations not necessarily cinematography but locations yeah. where it's like using the visual landscape to sort of uh uh, using references like to like known aspects of the city in order to indicate stuff about the plot or the characterizations of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You because, know, course, like the- like Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, people kill themselves there. Yeah, oh no, yeah. it's not good that he's there when he's in the depths exactly. of despair. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, little yeah. Whatever, I could direct a film. I could do it. <laughs> that's all you do. I could do it. <laughs> um, for sure. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like I think again, like he's doing it for pretty much mercenary reasons. He just, but, but his desperation is very, very relatable. for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, that freelancer life—it's not mm-hmm. something I'd wish on my worst enemy sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so he, um, yeah. So so of course he you know, sneaks into the Riz Ahmed's a complex, whatever. It's it's like literally on the the hills the area right near the golden gate bridge too yeah right <laughs> in yeah. this fictional san francisco of course he goes and finds uh some of the homeless people he knows uh yeah so there's there's a pretty just dis- i wouldn't say truly disturbing because it's 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 pg-13 so there's not only so much you can do but like it's definitely some, yeah. some creepy scenes of being those guys being experimented upon too which is- yeah and actually i would say i don't know i think the pg-13 rating of venom is not really a hindrance to it. No. You know, it's not like, oh, do we want to see Venom fuck? Like, I, no. you know, it's not like I want to know what it's like. What it's, you know, it's like, not re- like, not really. I don't really. Like, I don't know. It's it, it doesn't, like, feel like it's missing a lot of stuff, which is like, you know, sometimes, you know, you see a PG-13 movie that, like, clearly was made PG-13. Uh, because they wanted to expand the audience demographic yeah. and then it and it suffers for it. I'm trying to think of an example, of course I can't, but they definitely exist and they're real. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> but I don't but yeah, this one I'm just like 
it's PG-13 and it's fine. Um, and there, yeah, there's some upsetting scenes. I find it more like that movie was really tense. Like the scene in like the forest or in the in the woods, you know, is like really intense and upsetting and like really tense. Yeah. It's not so much like I find that like that was more like emotionally unsettling to me in a sense than oh, even like, like he's experiment being out to get killed or something. Yeah, you know, the stakes seem super high. It's like the, with yeah. the experimentation, it's like they're already gone. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, exactly. It's like it's right at that level of what it needs to be because like I I wouldn't, mm. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to see every like i don't need to see riot's ass you know i mean i guess you can actually see it so that's actually yeah. done we, we've seen the butt it's a pretty tight yeah skin <laughs> yeah exactly I don't it's know. just like would this movie really gain a lot from like seeing some titties like i don't yeah. know maybe it would depending on your point of view i remember going to see Watchmen, the 2009 one in theaters with my mom my yeah. mom had like zero perspective like she she had no idea about like the comic book or anything the graphic novel uh and i had read the graphic novel but i was like i i came in i hated it we both hated it but she was just like i just she's like it's just she's like that giant blue penis it was all i was looking at the entire time i was like yeah it's like when it's when it's in a movie and you're in a movie theater and it's huge it's kind of the only thing you're like really looking at you know so maybe maybe i'm i think i'm a puritan now i think now no (laughs) movies should have any nudity and they should all just be exactly like Venom. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going back to my to my Puritan roots. Yeah. <laughs> As an American. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some kind of like name for like some kind of like obscure like Calvinist sect from like the, yeah. called the Venomites or something like that. The Venomites. <laughs> yeah. They live, they live mostly in Colombia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they worship. Uh, they worship goop. I don't know. I, 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 it's not very well thought out. I'll have we'll to- figure this out later. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like Venom just really strikes a good tone. I mean, it strikes a nice like it's, it's yeah. dark enough, but it's not that dark because and, and it's it's silly, but it's not too silly. It's it's yeah you know it's got like it's 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 got that nice little balance and it's um yeah and I really liked that the goop yeah is so goopy it really it's is. so goopy it's so textured I love that and yeah yeah so much you know what I think the difference is there's a way okay you're gonna think I'm a little weird but that's fine that you probably already uh, thought I mean, that. I, I, so I, there's I, like <laughs> you know well you can company. think of you can think of the Marvel the other Marvel movies as like metal. And yeah. you think in this one as like kind of goopy, which has a more a satisfying texture. The goop, the goop yeah. is a way more satisfying texture than like the chrominess of Iron yeah. Man, right? Or the the chrominess of all those. Actually, guys. I don't even think of those movies as. I think those movies more like just like the cover of like concrete or or, or co- yeah, right, like, like a yeah. parking lot. Like half those movies seem like they take place in a freaking parking lot. I mean, yeah, granted, they really this one, do. This one takes place <laughs> a lot of city stuff too. Uh, granted, yeah, it's uh, but. And I think part, I think the, the, the comfort that I have, and that you also seem to share with me on this, like the comfort that we had with the CGI in this, which is normally like really annoying to me yeah. in movies. Cause it's just, they use it for everything. There's like no one actually directing anything. It's just CGI, CGI, CGI. Right. Is this, it's like, it's really used as like, um, I'm going to say something. It's, it's going to mean, it's going to actually, I'm going to mean it. It's going to be funny uh, to me at least. Uh, it's almost like the CGI in this film is another character in the film. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I, you know, yeah. it, 
But I think that that's a, that makes a difference, right? Yeah. Than it does for um, the other stuff worth it in like, uh, I keep going back to Iron Man. I think, I don't know. It's just the most iconic, I think, in terms of what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's the with one. That, the, yeah. W- yeah, where it's like, I'm supposed to, one, I'm supposed to say that as a billionaire, which I hate. Um, uh, where... Um, the CGI is intended to set the scene and establish the actions that are going on in the movie. And it's like, a, it's just, it's the world. It is the world. Whereas the CGI here isn't the world. It's a character that the other actors in the film that are actual like meat and skin and things yeah. are interacting with. Yeah. So yeah. that I think is what's going on. And so it is another, it, unlike a, the city of San Francisco, not a character in the film. In fact, just a city that they're in, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that they use to great effect sometimes. And, but the, the, CGI in this is another character in the film. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because I think, because CGI has reached a point where it can get super hyper detailed, but there's like a certain point where it still has the Uncanny Valley thing. So For sure. there's only so far you can go with it. I wouldn't even say Uncanny Valley all the time. I'm just like, oh, that looks like shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. A different, well, not not like, real. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say not real. Okay. Not yeah. real. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. at this point, CGI is its own thing, but this movie definitely makes that like diegetically in the movie it is a thing because it represents the alien itself being yeah this other thing so the the that never-ending like changing where it's like always you know gooping around and it's like it's like literally (laughs) gooping around yeah Yeah. (laughs) gooping around it's like it's like it's like adhd personified into distilled into like a substance yeah, and we haven't even talked about the sound aspect of it which is like what most excites me about the movie um, is it comes on as a voice in his yes. head. It's kind of like, you know, when you're, when you, you know, when you're a person with ADHD and you just constantly have like competing monologues going on, like at yes. all times, Always. like I, I never understood, <laughs> like, I know that there are some people who think in images and I'm like, I'm able to like conjuring images in my mind, but mostly it's just like people talking to me yeah. like all the time. And so that seemed really resonant literally in terms of the way the, the vocal effect works um and sort of how that resonance takes over literally just like what if the the competing monologues in your head literally just took over your entire body so yeah. and you i mean you always try to like mask and hide your your adhdness but like you can't when it's literally just like your skin now so yeah. i love there's like a real sensuousness like in terms not like sexiness like yeah, i mean no, sensuousness I in the original sense of the term where yes. it's like it's about sense the different senses competing with each other and like the the weird so like emotional politics of that it's i don't know i find i think it's kind of because it has such a light touch too with the sense of humor and the not too insane plot where i actually understand it mm-hmm. notes to you <laughs> nolan i never understand what's going on in your fucking movies no. <laughs> uh, yeah oh um I've, I've seen the dark knight like 30 times and i still get really confused by the sonar thing like at the end weird like that like like basic scene yeah. transitions will happen like feel like something is missing even though yeah and i'm like and i'm like but other people seem to be like smart people seem to be able to get it and dumb people seem to be able to get it it just seems like a me problem sometimes but anyway yeah. uh with this i'm like it seems like this really i don't know it's a it's a, a superhero movie about someone having extraordinary powers and gaining extraordinary powers and about like what it's like to be a regular person feeling those things you know yeah. what i mean it's so much of like um i don't know like iron man is just iron man all the time right right yeah. Even when he's like not, even when he's Tony Stark, he's like still Iron Man, right? Because the whole thing is he's trying to, um, as a billionaire, he's already achieved something that more normal people haven't. 
And as Iron Man, he's already achieved something that normal people haven't. So it's like, I don't really have any sympathy for him. I'm just like, you're just always different from other people in that you're trying to own them. <laughs> and you're, you're trying to, yeah. Uh, whereas here, it's just, I don't know, the different politics of experience, you know, uh, sensation, sound, um, your relationship with your girlfriend, your romantic life, all just sort of coming swirling together and you're like all happening in this guy's life. And you have to watch that. That was not as well stated as I wanted it to be, but yeah, well, I, I get, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, definitely that's, 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 that's what made. Yeah. It's like, like coming back again, like something we've been repeating a lot because it's just such an, it's the relatability of it. Like it's such a human movie about us, about an alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and Tom Hardy's in the performance, obviously um, it's, it's definitely out, uh, out there, <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he, it, it's like, you get, you get where he's coming from at all times. Well, I think, what, yeah, I think so too. And I think the fact that he's, he is trying to hide the fact that, you know, he's having this happen to him. And in that way, he mirrors, there's like, the characters are hiding something. They're, like the, the antagonist and the protagonist are hiding something. He's trying to hide the fact that he's being hidden by an alien. He's um, uh, being colonized by an alien. And um, or Ahmed is trying to hide that he's uh, um, a soul-sucking monster psychopath, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, barely, yeah. So, bar- both barely, barely concealing either. Both, do, both doing a poor job. Basically. Yeah, right. Both doing a poor job. But the thing that's right, uh, uh, Oh, 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 sorry. That reminds me. That reminds me. Oh. The, the part when they introduce what Riz Ahmed's character, like he's, he's, he's let, he's talking to a bunch of kids and basically this little, this one little girl, this is a hilarious little moment. This little girl comes and like raises her hand and she's like, and he's like, yes, it's really good to ask questions. He never asks what the question is. He just <laughs> I do remember that part. It's so good to be curious, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that is, yeah, that is a funny part. Yeah, yeah, that that was like a perfect illustration of that way. Like these guys give lip service to a lot of that stuff, but it's always just, yeah, yeah. But but that I mean, there's a hacky reading you could do there too, where it's like, well, maybe. Riz Ahmed is the real alien trying to colonize the world and Riot is and it's like no Riot is a real alien trying to colonize the world <laughs> like he's, that's where he's from they are trying to do that <laughs> so yeah. you know that, that, so that reading doesn't really fly <laughs> yeah 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 I, I don't know it, yeah it's like but the one thing about it that I mean we're just we can go all over the place of the plot we've established at least he's infected with venom and he has to evade mm-hmm. capture and blah 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 and, i mean that's all that's basically the premise we can go back and forth with all the different animal things yeah so, and the inf- the infection aspect is is uh interesting um because it's not an infection like you know our current uh dominant discourse of infection is at all because this is a different time a different world uh 2018 but that, that was like well, that was one of the things because I was thinking um, when I went to see this. This is, this is only this is only three years ago. I mean, yeah, and, and like how That's much crazy. has changed not only in my own life, but I mean, obviously in the world and everything. So it's, yeah. it's just, I, I mean, yeah. was it a summer movie? Did you go see it in the summertime? No, it was in October. I remember it was, it was October. October specifically because I actually started appropriately enough. I started on uh, ADHD meds around that time. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh, I love this. This is so Oh, that's so delightful. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And um, as soon as I started them, I started like uh, really being able to do a lot of things I couldn't do for a while. It was literally mm-hmm. kind of like, honestly, it was kind of like getting the symbiote. I mean, yeah. so, however, yeah. however, it was a bit more uh, 
productive, I think, because like, I wasn't wasn't. Well, it's like your own. Well, it's a different symbiote because the symbiote here is ADHD manifest. Your yeah. symbiote is like helping you with your ADHD, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I I introduced a rival symbiote to go kick the other. Little <laughs> so that's like a, yeah. There's a venom and a riot fighting in me at all times. Right? Yeah. And, uh, the thing that's interesting about like. Venom's experience, right, and um, ADHD is that the difference, I guess, is that ADHD is both a thing that happens to you and is like controlling your life, but also is one of those things that makes certain aspects of your personality and your mm -hmm. life possible, right? Yeah. So, like, I can't people like, oh, could, would like, would you take away your ADHD? I'm like, I don't know what that would even mean. It's like, that's who I am. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah. I can't, what would, would it like sometimes, like some days I'd be like, yes, I'll be a different person. I'll do anything. And some days I'm like, I don't even know. I have honestly no idea what that would even look like. But with Venom, you know, he was just Eddie Brock before. Um, so what Venom does is he's more, he's really just an amplifier for things that were probably already going on within Eddie Brock, right? That's what the like right. multiple voices are sort of doing. Yeah, he's an amplifier, yeah. which actually keys into, um, did you watch um, Shadow and Bone? Do you know what I'm talking about? On I was thinking of the Netflix show. I don't think so. It's a, based on this YA series of books that I enjoy. <laughs> and Shadow and Bone, an amplifier is like a thing that you wear or find. You have to like a stag's horn or something, and it amplifies the power that you have within you. Oh, okay. And I like the idea of the amplifier because sound and sound is great. I love sound. Sound studies is exciting. Um, and I love, I think thinking of Venom as like a, an amplifier for the things that are already within Eddie is an interesting approach yeah. to understanding that character. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. That's he's not what... not chaotic before. He's yeah. a, I mean, he's a dirtbag. All dirtbags are chaotic. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, for sure. Um, no, you're onto something. I was actually thinking about this because I was like reading a book. I was reading, you know, self help book. I was reading a book. I like you're like embarrassed to admit that you're reading a book. I was reading, no. reading a book. <laughs> it was a self. No, no, no. It was a, a self help book. It was just a book I found used. It Soon you'll start getting ideas and thinking. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's literally a book about, uh, you know, it's like one of those books that's like loosely based on that, you know, quasi Jungian shadow stuff. Oh but, yeah. But like it, but it, may, but like it's like it's kind of the kind of thing that this is dealing with a little bit. Like that, you know, it's that it's like in the fact that like Venom is kind of like the parts that he represses about himself. You could think mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, way, I know? think it's. I would only say I don't know if this is possible to be. I don't know if it's possible for something to be explicitly young Jungian. I don't know if that's how Jung works because like because it's the whole thing is about it being inchoate. But. um yeah, I I kind of think Venom is like a pretty explicitly Jungian movie, but I guess you could say the same thing about all superhero movies. Yeah. So yeah, never mind. He, he, you know, never mind. He, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but specifically this one because like the the concept of the shadow self and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, like that thing and. You know, what right. you what's Iron Man that? a Jungian? What's Iron Man a Jungian no, archetype? No. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think Iron Man's more like Ayn Rand or something. Iron just sucks. I think <laughs> yeah. this is. This is an Iron Man sucks podcast now. Fire, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I actually don't have. It's, it's weird. Like on Marvel movies, I'm not one of those people who hates those movies. No, I'm not either. I'm just, I'm just going in because I love Venom. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I do find, I do find that their preeminence in is kind of well i think it's kind of kind of waning starting to wane already now. i hope so yeah. see another film <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like harry potter read another fucking yeah. book people yeah. 
Well, it's like there's this this discourse on Twitter lately that I think is really funny where people are talking about A24 movies as like, well, some guys will be like, uh, oh, wow, is this going to have like resonances of like uh, um, uh, Midsummer or blah, blah, blah. It's like, I mean, some movies, you know, there are movies that came out that were about like the like paganism and pag paganism is like a creepy thing before yeah. midsummer you know have you seen the wicker man <laughs> like i don't know yeah. there's like plenty of like they're like it's, it's people acting like it's this sort of um ur text for how cinema works you oh, know yeah, and it's yeah. like no that's a movie studio guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. i gotta say though they have their brand as far as like oh no i this isn't a criticism of 24 it's a criticism of fans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no 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 i know i'm just like saying i was just thinking that was just a tangent my head was going because like I, I can't think of, like, another, like, movie studio that has, like, its or, – or, or at least as far as, like, the uh, ones that are smaller dedicated to those kinds of movies. Like, yeah. de- that, like that established of an aesthetic thing. In, like in our, trauma or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, a lot of the movies it is are different. Like, you know, they're not actually – they're actually all very different from each other. But, like, yeah. the, the, the brand – I mean – I gotta say, just the branding is very good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it is. Like, and actually, I kind of think it's sort of delightful to think about AG4. It's like AG4 succeeds because it's like trauma. <laughs> it has a very consistent aesthetic. Like, I like that makes me happy to think about it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. A consistent aesthetic, consistently um, quality marketing. Uh, it has a consistent. I, I mean ideology i think often it's like well i mean they do the thing that like it's actually about trauma thing a lot which is a little annoying and i'm a little over it i'm kind of just want to see like a giant creature kill something and it's like (laughs) like, make it stand for the state or something just not like my mother please like (laughs) (laughs) it's like godzilla's great yeah Yeah. because godzilla never is godzilla's not your mom Godzilla's no. never going to be your mom. Godzilla is the bomb. <laughs> yeah, he's bombs, yeah. yeah, nature. Yeah. He's like things you can't control. He's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah. yeah he's gonna just stomp all over you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, that's way more terrifying because you can you can move on from trauma. You can't move on from being stomped on. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bambi learned that first to hand um, way back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, did you ever see that little short Bambi versus Godzilla from like the early seventies or something? It's like, it's like I don't know. I I. My husband Andre has seen all of them. He's like obsessed. Uh, but I, I do. Um, I like. I should. I, I like. I like them. I like Mothra a lot. I like. I like. I like enjoy Mothra watching. Mothra is, watch is my personal um, heroine. <laughs> I also would like to be a giant, like glowing orb kind of thing. You know, <laughs> that's like really beautiful, but also terrifying. That yeah, sounds great. Yeah, exactly. I'd exactly. like to be that. Yeah. In yeah, that sounds well, good. She's also a trans icon. You know. Yeah, true. <laughs> God, we're covering all of the iconicities. We've got neurodivergence. We've got trans. We've got, <laughs> well, that, yeah, yeah. The, the, a lot of that's going to pop off on this podcast one way or another, just because of the virtue of me being. Yes. Yeah. So that's <laughs> yeah. cool to me. Yeah. yeah. But um, but for sure, and like, uh, but back to Venom. I mean, it's kind of goes back to I guess like Jekyll and Hyde, even you know, like just or like or um even uh more prominent, I think, than Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, the nineteen ninety four or ninety three uh film, The Mad. Ask? Oh, that's what this is. This is that's, talk about Jungian. <laughs> this is it's, the mask. Except he doesn't make the choice. Well, I guess he kind of does make the choice. He does make the choice, right? Yeah. He does. Yeah, he has, well, it's not, but it's a different kind of choice. I feel like then. Yeah, well, actually, no. Yeah, he doesn't make the choice to get the right. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but but it is very yeah. That, that's I think that's kind of the movie I was thinking of when I was thinking like '90s movie. Like, oh I mean, yeah. 
well, also, also, I mean, C- CGI in the mask looks like shit, or the, I don't know if it's whatever the special effects look like shit in the mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> compared to, I mean, yeah, yeah like, I've seen it somewhat recently. It's like wow, yeah, yeah. It's, it's also rough. massage the sex, the sexism shit in that movie is pretty I, bad. And I'm not I like not, a, I've literally not seen it. In I'm not a Cameron Diaz crusader. I'm not like you know a white knighting Cameron Diaz, but yeah, she's treated pretty badly in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was. But, her, and was Amy Yazbek is in that though. Amy Yazbek. Oh yeah. Do you know who yeah. Amy Yazbek is? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, yes. Okay. Um, and she was she uh, she gets killed like by the. Yeah. Well, she's she betrays him. She betrays. That's right. That's right. That's Stanley. That's yeah. A long time since I've seen that movie. <sighs> it's okay. It's 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 less and it's normal and good and cool that you, it's been a long time since you've seen that movie. It's weird and bizarre that I like have it fresh as a daisy in my mind. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just like that. That movie was a huge thing, and it never really became uh, in our culture. I guess it's more just it was just a stepping stone for Jim Carrey versus a thing well, in it itself. I guess you know. I think I think it's worth thinking about how that movie and maybe hopefully Venom is like this for for the youth today but I feel like Jim Carrey movies and The Mask in particular really were a foundational text for my sense of humor as a person like like I think it was like really like and and Ace Ventura all those movies like this sort of a I don't know the um, talk about not aging well uh, first uh, oh god (laughs) oh my god the first Ace Ventura yeah. Oh my god! I mean, obviously, I the find second that... one too, but the first one definitely, yeah. Yeah, the second find... one's also incredibly racist. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, the, the, <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the transphobia in the first one is, and it's a, making the pl- it's like the giant plot point at the end, and like, it's like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's 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 way worse than Silence of the Lambs in a way because it's like it's, yeah, because it's like doing because it's like. The, so that's the no, lambs. At least the trans character has some kind of agency. You right, know? Right, <laughs> like, right, yeah. yeah, right. And they, yeah, and they even have a line about always oh, not. I mean, it's a problematic line, obviously by itself, because it. But but at least they yeah. do they do try to make some kind of like gesture yeah. to separate him from regular trans people or whatever. But right. Like, yeah, yeah. Ace Ventura is yeah. definitely just like, oh, that's the reason she's a villain. You know. It's just yeah. It's the reason she's a villain, and it's and it's also just a gag. Like it's just like, yeah. oh, isn't that disgusting? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's bad. Um. But I will say that like you know the character of Ace Ventura, like that sort of uh, in the mask in particular, like yes. uh, uh, because I gotta. It's just mm-hmm. it appeals to a. Let's see, what year was the mask? Can we look it up real real quick? Ninety four. Ninety four. Okay. So yeah, I was six years old when that movie came out, yeah. and. I, I actually Jim Carrey was like the first movie star I remember having a crush on actually Aww. when I was like ten or eleven and watching. <laughs> so like, it's really weird. I know it's embarrassing, but it's like I thought he was so funny. Like yeah. I just thought he was well, the funniest guy in the guy. world. Anyway. No, he's not. It's just like well, well now it, I, it's just it's like weird. Like what a weird like yeah, heartthrob. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I had a. I remember I, we went to like the Scholastic Book Fair and I bought a book like about when I was like in third or fourth grade. Like that was like all about Jim Carrey. <laughs> And I don't know. I wish I still had it. It was so bad. Oh my god! Uh, and it was like I remember it talked about him, like him and his daughter, and it was like, oh wow. And then I learned later, I was like, oh, his daughter's autistic, and he just like did like no one knew about it. And then now he's he's like an anti-vaxer, and he oh. thinks his daughter's. It's like, oh man, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, enough. not a great yeah. guy in a lot of ways, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really foundational text for my sense of humor. And I wonder with Venom, I hope that it with its sort of silly, slippery relationship to alter egoism and uh, Jungian archetypes and also fresh, funny, 
physical comedy. I hope that it also treats, you know, the six-year-olds that are watching it, probably not, but, you know, young people watching it also maybe see it as a, important to their sense of humor. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to connect them, guys. <laughs> Listeners, I'm trying to connect them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't thing is, I just don't even know what kids are into these days. I mean, you have a kid. I don't, maybe you know. Oh, I mean, yeah, my kid is four, though, and he, yeah, we tried watching, we tried watching Venom with him, and it's, it's too, he doesn't, he, he, he actually adamantly says he doesn't like live action. He's like, I don't like live action. Oh, so I was okay. like, okay, that's fair. Um, he'll get into it when he's older. He, he we might go, we might take him to go I see, really- I don't know, Andre, my husband wants to take him to the, um, to see the new Venom movie in theaters, which would be exciting because he's never been to a movie theater before. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he'll be into it. I mean, yeah. That, that if it's ninety like, minutes, though, if it's yeah. not, he might be able to make it through ninety minutes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Happens. It's 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 hard to say. Like my my I have like my I have a nephew. He's about to turn eight, and uh, mm-hmm. he's super smart. But yeah, like I I don't understand. I cannot even comprehend how he processes things because you know the the, the thing the way they watch things is so different than the way we yeah. Watch it. Well, one thing that I've learned about children's media that this is my this is my opinion. I don't actually. I'm willing to be um, rebuffed on this and proven wrong. But oh, go out on a limb. Watching, <laughs> watching, watching my son Jean Jacques watch movies and what he takes from them, it makes me think that the morals and like um, representational stuff. Well, no, maybe not representational stuff, but the morals definitely that are in movies for kids. I think they're for when you're an adult and you recognize them later. It's like, yeah. oh, that's how I'm supposed to act. Because he doesn't take in any of the messages about anything. <laughs> and people get so upset about like, oh, this movie has bad politics or this is... What we... He's just interested in what the costumes are. He's just like, he just wants... He's like, oh, does he have a cape? That character has a cape. That character does not have a cape. Like, oh, he's red or he's green. Like, that. that's that's what he's into. Yeah. And uh and he like and he likes friendship. Like he really likes that Batman and Robin are friends, which is really cute. <laughs> um but like yeah, uh but he he does not see it like the only thing he knows is that going to jail like that we've drilled into him is like going to jail is bad. We don't put people in jail. Jail is bad. No one deser- ever deserves to go to jail. But even that he's still he's like he's into the idea of like trapping people. It's like I don't know, little 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 boy culture is kind of a nightmare and it's like difficult to sort of take seriously that he's not going to actually grow up and think that jail is good. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. But like, also it's hard to watch him, you know, engage in that stuff. But yeah, I, the morals in TV shows for kids and movies, it's, it's really for recognizing later, like, Oh, Ferngully was about saving the rainforest. And I I mean, they're really obvious in that movie. So maybe you do realize it more than others, but when you're a kid, but it's, they're just, it's not what it's about. It's really just about establishing an aesthetic sensibility Mm -hmm. and some, times emotional connections to the characters it's yeah. really not like they're just too little to get it they just don't yeah that's my yeah. experience maybe maybe there are some kids who would just really get it and i just no, don't know yeah, them but i no, i think i think you're right because like mm. i mean my again my nephew is really smart yeah. he, he can absorb yeah con- concepts things from all all kinds of stuff but yeah i think honestly when it comes down to it it really is until until you reach a certain age where, where you it's a developmental thing i really think it's a yeah. developmental yeah. thing in your brain because like, you're just so self-obsessed when you're little like yeah. you're just so narcissistic that you cannot see it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sorry, I'm roast. I'm roasting your nephew, and I'm roasting my child. They're just so self. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, but no. Seriously, uh, no. That's, yeah. that's that's just true. Yeah, Anybody exactly. who's been around kids knows that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's that's no problem at all. 
I think honestly, sometimes it really just, I mean, my, my concern about something is like, uh, cause I, I know my nephew, cause he, he, he's at that age, especially where, where you're, because he's eight. So he's like, you definitely more curious about the stuff that he's not supposed to be doing, you know? Oh yeah. Way, way yeah. more than before, you know? And, and mm-hmm. like, so he, like there's stuff like he would, he would just find cause he, he can, you know, he can use the, he can use YouTube just like anybody else and put in the search yeah, engine and God. type in Damn. something. And so my oh, sister has had to, yeah, my sister's had to work around that, find all kinds of solutions to try and make sure he doesn't get into stuff that he doesn't, that is like too. Oh, and YouTube is such a cesspool too. Yeah, and exactly. they, they like, I get really upset and like, on, I get like on my high horse about this. Like it is fucked up the way YouTube is like recruiting like MRAs and like white supremacists, like when it's from like the get-go like it is it those algorithms get fucked up real quick (laughs) it's it's terrifying to me they're like breeding grounds for just like susceptible young men Mm -hmm. to just oh it makes me so yeah it's funny it's funny we talk about little kids being susceptible really like honestly it's like young men at a certain age are like it, older are actually way more like no actually that's a really good point no you're right you're right it's really it's not the four it's not four or six year or even eight year olds really yeah. it's the like kids who are just starting to learn about more about just discrete gender roles and yeah, discrete yeah. class systems and like just getting at the like the, maybe the like you get you're getting you get in a concept of social life and social yeah transitional things. point where you're like yeah. starting to develop a an identity outside of just like um yeah where you're tr- yeah you're trying to establish yourself within a social order right yeah, exactly. like my four-year-old is not interested in establishing himself within a social no. order <laughs> he just wants ice cream and he wants to like play yeah. with his toys like that's what yeah that's not a social order right no. yeah but and that exactly. yeah you're right it's and which is why it makes sense it would be like you know kids are like you know, 12 14 whatever and then maybe like kids in college like you know dudes in college who are like sort of feeling inert and because i remember when that joker movie came out a couple years ago oh yeah there's all that i mean i'm pretty sure i'm almost 90 percent sure half of that was like drummed up by the studio but um oh you think oh uh, yeah maybe maybe um well Eh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be that weird yeah yeah so i mean well because like you know because the whole thing on that movie was like it was trying to like at least the the, the war the fear was because the because joker is this character that a lot of young, young disaffected men or something uh yeah uh, supposedly uh identify with or whatever um you know that 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 movie would would be like this you know uh call to arms for all these you know shooters or something or whatever and it's like it was just, yeah it was it was, just, it was it was just a typical internet moral panic that just didn't pan out yeah that movie just went out and made a lot of money and yeah that, i actually yeah. my thing about the about joker is i thought that performance that joaquin phoenix was extraordinary in that movie i think that the movie itself like the script and the how it was directed and how it was made was really bad. Like, yeah, it was I know I didn't care for it. Myself. It was, like, yeah, it really bothered like, me. But I thought, I thought Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Well, Joaquin's yeah. great. I mean, he's he's yeah. he's a great actor. He can do almost anything. I think my problem yeah. with that, he's done that kind of character a few times. Oh, it's very similar to the character he plays in The Master. Yeah, I like think. in The Master, yeah. and which is yeah. way, which is actually way more freaky and raw. And, yeah, and, and and like than 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 Joker. But you know, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. that guy's like a Corbin McCarthy character. In, in, yeah. Um, in the master like yeah. that is a fucked up character like, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, just, yeah. It's, it's like yeah. this raw animal barely just degenerate human. yeah yeah and like and like joker is a bit more just uh he's depressed and neurotic and weird and, and like i feel like that movie is kind of like 
the bad version of this movie in a weird way like <gasps> that's an no that's a really interesting yeah that's a really interesting way of thinking about it yeah the joker is sort of like uh the riot of venom <laughs> yeah, it's like the, yeah, yeah 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 well i mean because it's like it's 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 dealing with the same like okay a comic anti-hero comic book villain it came out around the same time of year and it features a kind of like mm-hmm. A wacky kind of performance for back lack of a better word but venom is just so much lighter and and fun mm-hmm. in comparison and like yeah well it goes back to that not taking itself too seriously thing which i yeah. think which is what which i think when we were talking about what, what i'm what we mean by that is that um with joker uh it takes itself too seriously which we mean that it is over determining the message of the film right. i think they're trying to like do which i actually think that the walking the reason i don't completely write the film off because I think Joaquin Phoenix's performance in that movie is in excess of the film's sort of ideology or, or intended um, yeah. sort of output. I think he's like on another level kind of. Yeah. But with Venom, it's such a like imbricative sim- uh, symbiotic, symbiotic movie. Everything yeah. working together <laughs> in this beautiful symphony. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it doesn't have that problem. It doesn't have this like auteurist like drilling trying to right, tell you right, what this right. movie's about. It's it's like all kinds of things because it's really just about the experience of Tom Hardy's character. Yeah. You know? And that's when but Joker, when it's at its best as a movie, it's about the experiences of fucking Phoenix's character and what you're getting from that. And then it, at its worst, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I do actually really like the Sondheim scene. Oh yeah, yeah. I really, I like, actually really love that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like. I did. I did kind of like that. The, that little thread in it, where like, uh, uh, what's his name? Bruce Wayne's dad is like, is just this asshole. Like, yeah. That that is kind of that is kind of. I, I was. Like, that was like that. I actually agree with. I agree with that. Yeah, and I loved. I also was, one thing that was weird. Like in my field in like theater studies there was people were kind of a buzz about the fact that that was the same year as marriage story and marriage story also has a Sondheim song in it. And we're like, is this the year of Sondheim <laughs> like in uh, Oscar bait films? Yeah. Cause it is weird. It's conspicuous. It's um, be, uh, being the alive Adam and Driver's sen- Scarlett Johansson movie. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, and yeah, and he, he's being alive in that one and um, uh, uh, sending the clowns for a joker. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, sending the clowns being so on the nose, but it works. It works. I like that. I like that part. Yeah. yeah. I, when you say on the nose there, it just reminded me. I just, on the clown nose. Yeah, just <laughs> slamming that little on the nose. <laughs> <of> nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that, so, yeah. So like, but Venom, I feel like Joker did come out like further into the. Trump stuff and all the crap that the oh, country had just been through constant stuff. So that is a question been. I had towards the beginning of the podcast that I wanted to actually ask. Yeah. Um, what did what do we think of Venom as a Trump movie? Is it a Trump movie? Does it have a relationship to that? I it was. Know. I mean, it was obviously developed in. Well, wait. When I say obviously, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, it probably. I mean, it was developed and largely it came to being yeah. under the Obama administration, probably. Mostly, I, well, it was well. I mean, it it was came out in twenty eighteen, so it was probably shot mostly in twenty seventeen. So it was still after. So it was still yeah. So it was post Trump elected, but honestly, I, I mean, I mean, there's definitely stuff that feels more Muskian than yes, Trumpian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Bezoian, Bezoian, Bezoian. You watch it, and obviously, besides the pandemic stuff, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, unless, at least not the pandemic. I actually think it has nothing to do with the pandemic. No, I think I it's. Know. I think it's. 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 No, I. No, I mean, I. I actually think that's worth really naming because i think 
that would be the kind of assumption that you, you would make. It's like, oh, it's talking about infection. It's auguring our current moment. It isn't. It's no, a no, totally no. different world. It's a different kind of infection. It's yeah, totally yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Like, it's still, a, I still, I think, because I think the reason that is, is because like we keep saying it is about the Tom Hardy, the Tom Hardy yeah. experience. <laughs> it's a, it's about this character. Uh, and it's keeps, it's constantly rooted in that. It never yeah. gets outside of that too much. Right. Um, so you're able to avoid too much uh as my uh, uh discursive overdetermination as my advisor would say <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly like like, yeah. like joker definitely feels like a few years into the trump administration type movie oh yeah because it's, sure. explicitly, it's explicitly ideologically about that the joker character has analogs and the media has been making pay out of that for a while yeah venom has nothing to do no. with trump F- a funny thing you know we're, i'm just bringing up stuff because i mean we've established what is happening in the movie so the, the plot really is not that important yet so after they break up you know um he is walking by michelle williams's apartment and um she introduces him to her new boyfriend who's played by um reed scott who plays uh <gasps> I forgot what's what's his character on Veep because like oh yeah it's um oh my god is he um the I think it might be Dan as well the writer guy the Dan it's yeah it's it's Dan Egan yeah I've actually been re I've been not rewatching I've been I've only seen episodes like periodically I've been watching the Veep from the beginning yeah uh it's great and his yeah I love I Dan yeah. Egan's amazing Which yeah is <laughs> uh, yeah like, he's like, the writer I love that he's like the writer just he always writes all her speeches I'm like oh yeah he's the intellect yeah but like in that like in that show he's like he's a very like obviously he's an he's a huge asshole I mean everybody he's a giant piece of shit everybody on that like, show is a giant piece of shit but he's self-consciously yeah. an asshole in that one yeah this yeah. one he is actually this is it, I did like that they literally like, cast him as like this he's actually literally a super nice concerned doctor <laughs> She like, would definitely be better off with him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. like, she and Eddie are really are not a good match at all. Like, no, I mean, no. He needs to find yeah. a good dirtbag girl. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone who just matches his his end, his wavelength, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, really funny that they make it. He's literally, there's like no angle with him. He's just a nice guy. He's actually mm-hmm. concerned about Eddie when he takes him to the yeah. hospital. Yeah, oh yeah. Exactly. And which, of course, enrages him. Yeah. yeah. Well, it kind of reminded me, like, of um, Mrs. Doubtfire, where Pierce Brosnan comes in. Like, Pierce Brosnan's character is not a bad guy. No, like, and also would, Sally Field would, yeah. Totally be better off with totally him. Totally be better off, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, the, but the movie kind of makes you want to resent him, even though he's, like, Well, because he's, he's perfect looking, and he's, like, yeah. But yeah, he's also nice. Sure. And, like, and that's the thing. Yeah. And that's and that's the funny thing. And also it's yeah. a Francisco movie, too. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> but um uh yeah I, I don't know i just found that it was an interesting wrinkle because usually they, like they'll find some way to make it like the, the boyfriend a ba- like an annoying or a, yeah a, a bad or, or something and no he's just actually a nice guy so yeah, yeah i i i don't know maybe we'll do something with him in the sequel but i don't know yeah he's literally just <laughs> maybe they do that because he has to take him to the hospital and do that stuff with them and they find out that's you know the Maybe yeah, that's the plot function of that guy. That's why. That's yeah. why they put them in there. I don't know. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Like usually in movies like this, they usually kind of find some way to make the the new boyfriend character, you know, because he's yeah, like smarmy in some way. But he's yeah. just fine. Yeah, no, he's actually just a nice guy. He's actually genuinely concerned when he, when Eddie goes to the hospital. Um, yeah. and of course, this is after <laughs> he. This is of course 
one of the key scenes in the movie. Um, he he's he's been infected with a symbiote, and he's going. He approaches Michelle William and uh, the Doctor Dan guy, um, mm-hmm. and at a restaurant. And um, this this is I think this is where I realized I loved this. Movie. This is exactly my point. Where I was like, I was like, I'm really enjoying this movie. And then that part, I was like, well, this is great. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally on board with this. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So he's like, he's just like, he's like going crazy and um, he's fevering and he's just trying to eat everything. And um, it's, it's your, like your classic, oh, embarrassing, like the character embarrassing yeah. somebody at a restaurant scene. But then there's a, because we see this big lobster tank in, in the middle of the restaurant and he that's just, yeah yeah he's like oh yeah he bites into one of the, the one the one of the lobsters on their plate and he goes this is dead no i can't have this <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know what you know what that scene when i saw it for the first time really called back to me actually was the scene in batman begins when bruce wayne or is it batman begins when he uh um bruce wayne is like trying to be like a party boy or whatever and he gets in the fountain but this it seems like oh and it's just like and that scene is conveying oh he's such a phony what a faker but this scene is the opposite of that it's like oh wow this guy's really going through some real shit right now yeah Yeah. so it's like it's like they're kind of mirrors of each other and they indicate different things about these this kind of superhero right right um yeah I I love that part. Yeah, I can't eat this. Yeah, he literally like tries to cool himself off by going in the lobster tank and is just like, ah, and he eats one of the lobsters. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just like, oh man. I and you're right. It, there is, I like the mention that you made to Mrs. Doubtfire. Chris. Like, it's such a classic farce scene. Yeah, it's exactly. a farcical or like the birdcage or something. Or like, exactly. you, it's like, or it's one of those things like uh, in Archie comics where like, oh no, Archie has a date with Veronica and Betty at the same time yeah. at the same restaurant. <laughs> And he's kind of like like there's something very old school like literally like um oh, speaking of, vaudeville venom, kind of i would love bit. to see a venom riverdale crossover oh my I god i would die have they introduced aliens on that show yet because they need to at some point <laughs> <laughs> there was a literally there was literally an archie versus the predator comic <laughs> That is, there's been an everything that that thing has been around for like 80 years literally yeah like yeah. yeah i was at the grocery store and i almost bought one actually and i was like no i cannot justify this because <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like comic books cost money now i hate it you used to be able to buy an archie comic for like four dollars and now they're like there's a double digest so it's like 14 i'm like what the Ugh. fuck like yeah i know this is a whole new book I know it's not 14 I actually don't remember how much it cost but it was way more (laughs) no no well I remember because like my mom would just get a comic book when we went to the drugstore when I was a kid or whatever I mean I I, I didn't know what was going on in the pages but I'd look at them and everything and that's um, actually that is a weird personal connection I have with the Venom thing because Venom did start off as a Spider-Man villain but like his origin is, is weird because like it started there was like this big period in the middle late 80s where spider-man was had a black costume because he was he literally had the symbiote on him so oh well then there's also miles morales has a black costume oh yeah yeah well yeah yeah yeah, but that's my my son is obsessed with miles morales oh yeah he's obsessed he's like that's his spider-man yeah (laughs) i really oh yeah that cartoon what was that movie called Um, into the spider-verse it's incredible i've seen it too many times at this point because he's obsessed with it um that was actually genuinely like really i mean it's a a really good movie that's honestly the best way to do i think a lot of this stuff would be like that kind of thing versus like comic books there's too much 
I can't read comic books. I can't do it, man. No, I, I mean, can I can. Read, I, I can read. No, I can read. I can read a comic book, but I mean, in terms of getting into a thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like a series, because like I, I, I don't like series of books series that much. Um, yeah. I don't like. I generally like self-contained stories. I, Me too. Yeah. I, my interest in the thing is how it's doing the thing, what it's doing, like the mm-hmm. art of it. The yeah, know, for lack of a better term, and um, for sure, that is what interests me about uh, movies in general. And I'm, I'm not. I mean, I am into the story, obviously, but mm-hmm. that's that's not the only thing I'm interested in. Like, so, like for oh, yeah. me, I'm I would rather new, move on to a new thing rather than always stay. I mean, yeah. Granted, I still get addicted to TV shows and watch all yeah. kinds of things like Vin- oh yeah. Like I will I mean, finish something like Riverdale, but that's probably just because it's like a lot of pretty people and it's just, yeah, it's, and it's it's so stupid. It's, it's all so like stupid. Yeah, you can just, it's you can so just, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like aggressively dumb, um, yeah. but also woke, which I love. That's my favorite combo. Yeah, like really woke and trying to be super woke and also so stupid. Yeah. I love that. Um, but like has a good heart. Like it means well. It's I like um like a. Uh, like bottle episodes of things or like um one-off like uh like i love i'll watch series of things like i love cheers i love frazier and stuff like that but i like them because they're sitcoms and they're more or less like it's not like super convoluted and i love like really lighthearted stuff. like i really liked adventure time until they started to get really like actually it's about trauma and i'm like why can't we just have fun and can't in like this weird and ooh, like why are you it's like and i don't know i get it like that means and resonates to a lot of people but like yeah i don't know man like i i don't, I don't know <laughs> I, I just have a hard time with um i, I think for some reason animation and i and, and it's an I mean, when I was a kid, I liked animation and like cartoons, but that's just because you're a kid, you like bright, colorful things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just very, yeah. sim- it's very simple. Yeah. But I think me, I just enjoy generally people actually trying to do things, even if it looks silly or something. It's, that's the that's the thing I like. You about. know what it is? No, but you know what it is? The thing I think I like about Venom too, especially with that restaurant scene, yeah. is it's like I like live action when it's people trying to act like cartoons like people trying to act like looney tunes like people like that's what's so great about like comedy in general is it's like like looney tunes like let's try to be looney tunes but like as people and that stuff is just that's my that's what i think is like what's so magical about just like live performances seeing that it's that like effort to abstract the human body into something else that's that's what i'm here for man that's what i'm down for all the time and that can be both to comic effect or like incredibly you know sad yeah. effect i think that's the joaquin like, phoenix for example exactly yeah. exactly you know, that's yeah like he's like he's human that. bodies acting like cartoons that's what i like <laughs> yeah totally yeah. totally i mean then that's kind of what he's doing here i mean and mm-hmm. um that's what makes it a lot of fun um i don't know mm-hmm. it is kind of literally a cartoon too half the time yeah but i mean and we're also cartoon. we're also not really acknowledging like the fullness of of animation like there's some like i love fantasia like a fantasia is beautiful like and that's like that's that's a whole other thing like that's a, that's that's more yeah that's i mean that's more like yeah that's a different thing yeah I, I guess we're talking about um animated shows that are um yeah, i mean i don't know we need to figure this out though but yeah we'll figure yeah, it out no, eventually yeah. <laughs> I, no, I do have this issue with animation my reaction to the spider-man cart movie from a few years ago the cartoon movie um the, mm-hmm. was i really just liked it i mean it was like it's great weird. Yep. yeah i don't know maybe maybe it's just because it was well, I think they were trying to do the reverse. They were like, what if cartoons acted like, because um, they were integrating both technologies, right? Because right. you have actors actually moving their bodies and then right, also. Right, right, yeah. right. But, but I guess they do that for other animated stuff all the time, too. I guess there's just something very specific about this kind of technology. Yeah. That makes true. that all the clearer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
I love to talk out of my ass. It is my great joy. No, <laughs> this, no, is, this is truly a pleasure. <laughs> um, actually, that does I bring up a question. Where is Venom staying most of the time? When he's not in outside, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're asking it, like, are you asking like a metaphysical question? No, I like, mean like literally, phys- no, more just physical. Like, where is is he literally? <laughs> no, the goop. Is it like, like obviously it's in his body, but like, is it? I mean, oh, oh, I don't this, know. This is more, this is more like a science nerdy kind of bi- biology. You question. should bring a scientist on this show. Yeah, and ask I, just, if, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I generally don't care about that stuff too much, but there's sometimes you just want to, you wonder like, you know, that's a lot of goop. <laughs> yeah. This is a physics question. We need a, phys- we need a physicist to, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're dealing with, of course, we're also dealing with an alien thing, which might be dealing with things we don't even understand and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that crap. The, stuff. Well, that's, that's what's useful about aliens, right? Yes. Is that you can, well, it's just, it's beyond our understanding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, great, cool. Yes. Yeah, an alien, an <laughs> lean alien not, lean not on your own understanding, <laughs> but yeah, let's alien, venom. Yeah, aliens, <laughs> one of the things, that, I mean, it's obvious, I mean, obviously anybody watches these movies and studies these things, but like, doing this podcast you really come to realize aliens can mean anything because that's what yeah. you know that's what they are well they're all alter- they're all alter- they're alterity that's what they rep they're they're alienation they're ex- the they're the other they're both like an er category and that they're incredibly specific and that they give you a very specific feeling of alterity but right. they're also everything and that's why they're you know that's that's the union thing right they're like yeah. everything and nothing yeah that's what yeah. makes them so enduring I'm trying to trying to see how we can work bring bring this home i know i'm trying to figure out like a way to sort of pat like a pat little like well we really aren't we all venom on the inside <laughs> and the outside or well, we're real venom on the outside <laughs> i don't know about all of us but definitely a lot of us i'll say that venom definitely yeah. is do you know any like who's like a venomy person in your life who's like oh you give me major ven- <laughs> you give me major venom vibes like oh, are you kidding? other than my toddler <laughs> it's about I don't know, my maybe life it's a scorpio thing i don't know um, I don't. It's a, well. There's an anarchic just, energy. Well, it's an anarchic energy that's trying to be controlled, which right. is impossible because it's anarchic. Um, right. 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 Uh, so that's you know that's toddlers, that's children, that's little kids. Um, appetites too. I mean, it's drives. Like, yeah, drives, it's about drives. Appetites. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're always yeah. like, yeah. You mean you're hungry for things. I mean, though. Then again, Venom literally does need those things to to fuel himself. Yeah. You know what I also like about Venom too is that it's not really a sex thing. It's like no, he just needs to eat. It really is. Oh yeah, I guess the- it's not. A, it's not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure. Leave that to the fans. I'm sure. I mean, they've made it yeah. a sex thing somehow. But like, I feel like there's like no need. We we can just do it. Like no, he just he needs to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. I don't know. With that I- tongue, who knows? Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Jesus. But, um, so, I mean, it's it's, it's low frame, low hanging fruit there, but it had, yeah. it had, it had to pull, it had to take. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The sex stuff really, really is. Yeah, there's really not much of that in there. I know, I know a lot of people have that complaint about modern movies, which is fair because like there is there is there is like especially the the main Marvel universe stuff. There's definitely a more a really bizarre. Uh, stir- sterility to them. Yeah. You know, for sure. Like, it's very, in, 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 like, yeah. Like, whereas, well, like, Batman Returns or something just oozes sex. Yeah. We, we, I, you know what? I just watched, this is, I can't believe I didn't even bring this up. I just watched um, Batman Forever last night. Oh, well, yeah, that too. I mean, yeah. Banger soundtrack. Incredible yeah. soundtrack. Um, 
I was, is, I was, yeah, I was just mentioning this on um, earlier on, on online to you. Like, uh, like yeah. literally for like five years, that soundtrack was inescapable. Like you, like, yeah, yeah. No, was, I, I vaguely I remember it. I remember, yeah. And also, my favorite. I have a icebreaker question that I like to ask and things, but it also it's one of those icebreaker questions that doesn't really work because you have to know people enough in order to ask it, which is yeah. not an icebreaking thing. But it's um, what's your favorite part of Kiss from a Rose? Like, oh yeah. Mine is the baby, <laughs> but like, what's your favorite part? My present, my is that, like, yeah. is that like yeah. a build up there? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think Andre, Andre's my husband is um is the thing I like about, but again, like symbiotics. It's yeah. there's so many different parts that are so beautiful on their own that when yeah. they come together makes this beautiful opus, which is Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. By Seal, produced by Babyface. Classic, yeah. classic song. Classic also, isn't it about Sade and like her heroin addiction? Is it? I think so. I think Andre. I think Andre told me that. Sorry, this was, is like. <laughs> I think, was she a of heroin? I didn't know that. I don't yeah, know much man. about her personally. <laughs> yeah, not much about Sade's personal life. Yeah, no, I think it's about Sade and her uh, heroin problem. Yeah. Okay. Did Seal yeah. know her? Or date her? They or they were they were doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were, yeah. They were hanging out. Yeah. Wow. That, that, um, that that's that. I, God. The, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the fucking sex that couple was having? Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> Ugh, I gotta get a little lobster tank thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. Oh darn. Uh, but yeah, but, no. But that movie is like it's it, that movie has nothing in common with with Venom, and that is but because you're talking about how '90s Venom feels, and yeah. but, but it's not that kind of '90s. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I was I was thinking I, I, I don't know I was thinking like Batman was huge. The, basically, the model was let's make a movie and let's try and get sequels out of it, you know, and blah blah blah, you know, that, the, the old old style yeah way, right. franchise way of doing it. Well, before the Marvel thing really caught on, but like a lot, so there was like all these weird little movies that, that couldn't be tied into the parent thing it came from. Like I remember there was like a a I think it was a Superman spinoff that had Shaquille O'Neal in it called Steel or something like that. Um, oh. Oh yes, I kind of remember this. Yeah, well, there's like a movie like that where it was it was just sort of like on its own as a thing, but they could not tie it to the thing it came from. So, yeah. I mean, Venom is definitely, I mean, more way more established of a character, and so people know him more already. So it's like it's not so bad that he can he can't stand on his own, but like, yeah. it's, but it's like definitely yeah, has right. that kind of feeling of the <laughs> we're using one space early, early 2000s Daredevil movie. <laughs> Oh my Affleck. god, with with Ben Affleck and and Jennifer Garner, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? I actually thought Ben Affleck was pretty good in that movie. Uh, he's he's fine. I mean, he was fine. I yeah. liked. He, he thought it was okay as Batman too. I thought he was fine as Batman too. I thought he was like. I, I thought he would be like a problem in that movie, and he was. No. I thought he was actually. No, fine. he's actually perfect <laughs> for that kind of Batman. But like, yeah, it's, that the, the problem with that movie is not even the actors. Like like yeah, no, it's. it's yeah, it's, it's. Did you hear the stories about Ben Affleck like rewriting the script when he was on um, Batman v Superman? Oh, and he's no. just like trying to rewrite it. He's just like working his little tush off, like yeah. trying to. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can I go back and say one thing too about like the sort of chimera aspect of yeah. Venom yeah, and absolutely. how that's different from all the other superheroes? Yeah, because, absolutely. like, a chimera by definition that is interesting to me is like you know the Greek concept is like it's like an it's two things, but one never supersedes over the other. Oh, it's okay. always just the two things at the same time. And it's like in excess of itself. And that's, what's interesting to me about Venom is it's like, yeah, there's the dualism and they're fighting each other. That's the Jungian thing you're talking about, but they're really the, it's a symbiote. The point is that they merge. Yeah. 
and exactly. that there, there's never one dominating over the other thing. Whereas that is not true in literally with literally all the other superheroes, I think, because it's all about just the oh, sometimes I'm the Hulk, sometimes I'm not the Hulk. The Hulk yeah. is never also, except at like a couple points when he's like with um, Black Widow, it's like he's always he's the Hulk and then he's Bruce Banner. Yeah. There's Batman and then there's Bruce Wayne. Like and they're trying to keep them separate all the time. And the idea is over time, they eventually merge to a certain extent, but never so clearly and with such energy, I think, as Venom. Right. And that, I think, is like why it's more intellectually interesting to me to think about Venom yeah. than well, like, actually, thinking about the other guys. Yeah, well, think, well think of that. Like, you brought the union thing that I brought up earlier. Even, even I know, and now I'm just like glomming onto it, but yeah. yeah. No, but like, no, but, but literally the goal of that kind of therapeutic. Gestalt, yeah, the, is to is to balance it, is to do what he's doing, which is basically yeah. live with your shadow, live with your yeah, thing, to acknowledge it. And but you can't it. live with. But the the thing that is giving you your identity as a superhero is also the, also the thing that's killing you, which yeah. is what's so cool and pharmacon like about yes. um, Venom. But that's not true about like, and I mean that's also true for the Hulk, I guess too, because it is also like kind of killing him yeah. in his life. But that's not true for like really Captain America, like. Yeah. Captain no. America isn't what's killing uh, what Steve Rogers, right? No. Um, um, Iron Man isn't what's killing uh, Tony Stark. Well, it's not nearly. With that oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a that's a good point. Yeah, but, but, but the stakes the stakes aren't as high. The stakes right, aren't nearly right, as right. high as with Venom, yeah. and that's 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 some, that captivates me. That's really interesting. Yeah, there's something to touch there. You know, yeah. back to that sensuousness. Yeah, the materiality yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the the bodily. Mm. Yeah. This, the bio. The, the yeah. Oh man. An infection that's not in, that's entirely inward and it has nothing to do with like transmitting to other people. Right. Like for, for him, you know what I mean. Like as a, I mean, it is about transmitting to other people. You know what I mean. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. It, it yeah. Is, I, it is, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like it's about his transformation. He's not like yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Get your own symbiote. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody should have their own, man. Yeah, yeah. everybody does. Okay, so obviously Venom wins out the end, and blah 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 blah. I mean, this is not this is not the type of movie where that's not going to happen. So yeah, um, we can go through that. I would be. I wonder. I would be very interested to see if a movie like that where it. I don't know. It just doesn't fit the tone of the film. Yeah. No, no. It had to end this way. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay, so Eddie's back uh, to reporting, back to being a journalist, and he goes to uh, this prison. We're told it's San Quentin. Eddie is there to see this guy who wants to talk to him, and it's literally Woody Harrelson in a very silly looking wig. Um, yes. <laughs> that, yes. That was like the button. That was like the bu- that was like the perfect bow. Yeah. Package for me. Yes. I was like, oh god, I cannot wait. This is actually where I actually yeah. am looking forward to the sequel. I know. I know. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited, and I hope that I'll be able to see it in theaters because it's yeah. yeah. With if you know people aren't <laughs> morons, don't continue. I mean, they're going to continue to be morons, but I hope that science solves it. I gotta think. I'm gonna try to think. Is that like a pithy thing we can say? But no, I think I think we've covered. Uh, I mean, we 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 have stretched the goop out pretty far. So the goop has been stretched. Yeah. Taut. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like silly putty that's just been like. <laughs> yeah. As far as it can go, but I I really yeah. enjoyed talking to you today, Eleanor. I thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for asking me. This was so much fun, Alex. If you have any constructive comments, movie suggestions, or stories of your own otherworldly sightings or encounters, drop us a line at saucercinemapod at gmail.com.